What's next for the CFPB now that Director Cordray is leaving? That's the question for Rod Alba, Senior Regulatory Counsel for the American Bankers Association. You're listening to the Compliance Insiders with Roger Fendelman, where you can hear the best and brightest experts in the mortgage industry discuss compliance and technology issues that affect you. It's all you need to know in 10 minutes or less. Rod, thanks for being here. Well, thank you, Roger. It's a pleasure to be with you. Well, as we all know now, Director Cordray announced the other day that he plans to step down as the director of the CFPB by the end of the month. And it's been said that it's been a very turbulent six-year tenure or term at the Bureau. And there have been very aggressive efforts over the years to pursue banks and other financial institutions for a variety of lending activities. So Rod, who's going to be taking over the Bureau after Cordray? Yeah, so thank you, Roger. It's a momentous time, uh, certainly for our industry. The mortgage industry has seen the brunt of the reforms. And so getting new leadership into the Bureau is absolutely a game changer in terms of where the regulations are going, how these regulations are going to be enforced, and really where our industry goes in the next two to three years. But what happens next? That's an important question. The new CFPB director has to be appointed by the president. And this appointee is going to have to get through the advice and consent of the Senate before assuming the directorship. So, by the way, a advice and consent in this case means a simple majority. So it's not going to be a two-thirds majority. We expect that the Republican majorities in the Senate will be enough to carry the nominee through. But please, I think you should take pause and expect to see that any person that is nominated for this post will see long delays in getting into office. There will be protracted hearings. There's going to be certainly long delays in the confirmation process. Getting a new director will likely take several months. We expect to see someone nominated by the end of this year. We think that that's going to be a rather quick process. There's a few names that have already been circulated and are being vetted and under consideration by the administration. However, confirming this person and having a new director in place at the Bureau will likely take several months, perhaps well into the second quarter of next year. And in the meantime, there is some speculation about who is going to be the interim or acting director. And many people are pointing to the deputy director, David Silberman, who is from the Obama administration. Yeah, so that observation is exactly right and exactly accurate because the Dodd-Frank Act specifies that in the absence or unavailability of a director, it is the deputy director that takes over as the acting director. So under Dodd-Frank, that would mean that David Silberman would be made acting director. What's interesting about that is you're absolutely right. Mr. Silberman still uh, carries the colors of Mr. Corderay. And so there is some expectation that the Trump administration, should it be blocked from quickly appointing a new nominee, that the president will name perhaps Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin as acting CFPB director. That allows for immediate work on a lot of the regulatory issues that this administration has placed as priority. And this can likely be done under existing law. It can be done legally. So there is quite a lot of speculation that you will see an almost immediate appointment of the current Treasury Secretary to lead the affairs of the Bureau. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk about what does this mean for the future of the Bureau in terms of rulemaking? 
We have had a plethora of rules come out. We still have the Humda rule, which is going to affect in January 2018, which I want to ask you about. But tell us from your perspective, what do you see happening? Trump says he wants to have a regulatory rollback. I don't think anybody truly expects to roll back all of the rules put into place by the CFPB over the last five years. Is that correct? No. And I think that there is a clear crystal ball that you can look into. Recall, Roger, that in February of 2017, President Trump signed an executive order, and the executive order was about core principles for regulating the U.S. financial system. What this executive order did is it grabbed the FSOC agencies, the Financial Stability Oversight Council, to come up with recommendations as to how regulations could be streamlined and how we could improve the regulatory state in the United States to better accommodate and to fortify and to incentivize financial activity. And I think that executive order is currently leading to a series of reports by the Department of Treasury. The very first report issued by the Department of Treasury set forth a series of recommendations to reform the mortgage space. That's going to be an extremely important document going forward because, in effect, it gathered some of the views of the industry, it gathered some of the best minds in government, in the new administration, and it set them out in a sort of cogent and orderly set of principles to be applied in rulemaking to reform the current regulatory state. That, we believe, is going to be the roadmap. We believe it was a very responsible approach to engaging in regulatory reform. It's not just about going in, ripping up everything that the old person did and putting in everything new. It really takes a look at what's on the books, what needs to be maintained, what needs to be cleaned up. And it comes at it with a forethought and an intent to actually do things right. I will point out to you, and this is very important, Roger. The first Treasury report that sets out some of the mortgage regulatory reforms explicitly says that it does not want to take away important consumer protection elements that have been placed by Dodd-Frank and via previous regulations. So I think you're going to see a surgical approach to fixing these regulations. This is exactly where the American Bankers Association has been all along. We, if I may switch over to the industry's policy on this, we have never advocated for a repeal and replace of Dodd-Frank necessarily. The American Bankers Association has said that reforming mortgage disclosures were very important. Getting to some sort of standard where you could assure the consumer's ability to repay, that reform was extremely important. And we really needed to clean up quite a few things as they were occurring before the 2008-2007 timeframe. Our complaint was in the way that these laws were passed, how they were implemented, and the fact that, quite honestly, these laws are defective as they sit in the rule books today. So we need to clean these things up. We need to reform quite a lot. However, there is going to be no repeal and replace. Certainly, the industry is not going to push for a repeal of all of these laws and the Department of Treasury via its reports. In other words, the Trump administration has also said that it would not be tearing up all the old laws and just throwing them away. So it's going to be a thoughtful reform process going forward. And that, Roger, takes a lot more work than just simply throwing the old and coming up with new. It really implies that there's going to be a dissection of the old rules and really a 
as I said, a careful surgery of them. And that's the job that we expect going forward in the next 18 months. So the reality is not repeal and replace, but make improvements to what's generally already out there. Rod, as this is a special podcast, I want to have another on Tuesday where we can talk about more of these issues. I appreciate all your insight. Are you a compliance insider? Then go to compliancepodcast.com immediately and join our mailing list so you never miss an episode. Got something to say? Request to be on the show. Go to compliancepodcast.com with your topic ideas. And as always, thank you for listening.